1: welcome to the beer show
0: tcl is a proud sponsor of the score north studios tcl america's fastest growing tv brand
2: It's The Beer Show with Chris Reavers and Mike Fratelloni. you darn right it is. Thursday night means beer show night here on Score North on 1500. And, of course, you can find us online at scorenorth.com. Also, if you are tech savvy like I am not, you can find us on the all-new Score North mobile app for both your Apple and Android devices. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. Per usual, my name is Chris Reavers by my side. His name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratellonis. What's really cool about this place, too, is
3: everybody who works in this building a little late on Thursday nights just happens to be, like, Trickle scrolling down. through. Like, yeah. oh, what what do you guys have Oh, here? I didn't
2: know this was going to happen oh, tonight. Oh, tonight's the beer show night? I would
4: guess!
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: usually around 5.30 to 6. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what happens here yeah. in, the, in the green room. The happy the hour conference. green room is what we call it. Exactly. Um, And as we do every single week, and have so since we started this show, is uh, you need to turn on your microphone, sir. We start out with our friends from Elevated beer, White, to Beer, White and d- t- have a
4: secret conversation with Mike. We're doing a little bit of our show pre uh, prep, a show prep here. How about I introduce you first? Seconds before we're on the air. That's His name I'm is uh,
2: Tom. He is from Elevated to Beer, Wine and Spirits, the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities at Hiawatha and Forty Second, and in White Bear Lake at Highway Sixty One and Fourth Street. Hi, Tom. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good. So
4: I want everybody out there to go to their phone or their tablet or their desktop. Pull up elevated.shop or the Elevated app. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just search Elevated Beer on on your uh, favorite app store. And pull up uh, Toppling Goliath. We're going to be talking Toppling Goliath here on sale on the web store. Same prices that you're going to find in the store. You can get that same sale uh, on the web. Order it up. Use the Beer Show promo code. That's just Beer Show. All one one word, word, right? Yep. Yep. B-R-S-H-O-W. See, after seven years, I know how to spell it.
3: I thought he screwed it up, but he had it right. (laughs) pretty
4: sure he did. Anyways, you type that in, we'll give you three bucks off. It's like us buying you a beer.
3: You know what I mean? So it goes towards the shipping or whatever, which is... Well, you
4: know, the total of whatever it is. Okay, just just to play
3: this out really quick, you're on Hiawatha and what? Uh, Hiawatha and... 42nd. 42nd Hiawatha. Let's say I live... Three miles from that, and I do this right now, and I put in my promo code beer show all one word. I want to taste Toppling Goliath because they're on the show today. Yep. How fast do you think I would get that, and approximately the charge before the three dollars is taken off? It's like. What, a $4 delivery or 5 buck delivery if you're a couple miles away?
4: Yeah, I mean, it would probably be 6 or 7 Thanks okay. for uh, low, play, low balling it. There, well, I didn't know. <laughs> and
3: then the 3 bucks off, so then it would net right, down to right, right. 3 bucks. But
4: here's the cool thing. Yeah, again, you're going to get the the in-store sales. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the same prices that we do in-store. And you're going to get that probably 30, 45 minutes from the time you hit click, when you click that last part. Till your so doorbell do it ran. right now. So when we're tasting this beer in 40 minutes... Yeah. they can taste
3: it with us. Yeah. I think it's really cool. We'll still
4: be talking about it. You can order up uh sue uh or any of your favorite toppling beers and 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 drink it while we're talking about it with the uh founder owner, Craig. <laughs> Clark, Clark, Clark.
2: Boy, holy Yo, crap! That was some Tom, good radio. Tom, why don't you sit the next <laughs> gonna... couple plays out? <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> really quick to wrap up the conversation about the app, I do want to mention one thing: it is the same prices in the store as it is on the app. I was
3: worried about his
4: title. We were talking. I about know the we title made before. fun of
3: his title before because he wasn't. He's one of the owners that doesn't mention he's an owner. Do you mm-hmm. know what's that, Reavers? Right. He's yes, saving yeah. my life here. Okay, okay.
4: <laughs> and we have the Brewmaster Mike also in here. Today. So you so, got Mike's name right. That was mine. pretty good. Yeah.
2: So about bought that app. You gave him a cue card. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I get that you the cue card. It's a
4: big thing in the background.
2: Right on. So, again, the app is Elevated Beer if you search in your app yeah, store the on your phone. Yeah, that's easiest way to pull it
4: up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, either that or on the mobile browser, Elevated.shop comes up pretty good. And uh, any of your tablets or desktops, it'll work as well. So, it's just like a regular uh, e-com site, you just go through, pick up your stuff, put it in the cart, and check out with the Beer Show promo code. Beautiful.
2: All right, so let's switch gears now and introduce our guests. From Toppling Goliath, we have Clark. <laughs> and Mike here in studio. First of all, gentlemen, welcome to the Beer Show. It's a pleasure to have you on.
5: Yeah, thank you guys for having us. It's uh, great to be back.
2: All right, so let, let's let kind of walk through the history of, of you guys um, because I have a, a number of in-laws that live in the state of Iowa, and you guys I kind of associate as the craft beer of Iowa. Uh, walk us through the history of Toppling Goliath, please.
0: Well, we've got just about 11 years under our belt, Making really fun, extreme beer, hoppy beers. We started in Northeast Iowa with a vision and we've just continued to march down the road to our vision. And we found out that a lot of people in in Iowa were really excited about the beers we wanted to produce and that has spread. And now we are currently uh, distributing in 25 states.
2: Holy crap, I did not know that.
0: It's been a fun fun journey over the the last 11 years, but what is really exciting is what's going to happen over the next 11 years.
2: All right, so walk me back 12 years ago when uh, all of a sudden it said, you know, someone had the vision of saying, we got to do this. You know, walk me through the landscape of craft beer in the state of Iowa 12 years ago to the landscape of craft beer in Iowa today.
0: And that's exciting. Mike and I really have talked about this a lot, um, especially in our corner of Iowa northeast Iowa. The distributors just didn't really see the value of craft beer. Really? And we got together. We started to talk about the value uh, that we felt uh, craft beer could bring to northeast Iowa. We We really felt a lot of people had our same belief that they wanted more out of their beer. And we knew that based on how our friends were traveling both to Minnesota and to Wisconsin to buy beer that wasn't available in Northeast Iowa. Mike can
3: But uh, uh, 11 years that. ago, Clark, there wasn't that much around still, right? I mean, some of the oldest brewers, uh, the new found brewers, not the OGs like the Surleys and the Summits, oh, I guess Surly is right around that time. Mm. But there wasn't really much out there. You You were very much on the front cusp of this trend 11 years ago is what I'm trying to say.
0: Well, you're right. We were on the front cusp in Iowa, Mm -hmm. but great beer had been being made. So did you go to Colorado on a vacation and said,
3: wow, this is what uh, Denver looks like. There's a a brewery every two feet, because that that was available (laughs) 11 years. And did you say, I want to do this? I mean, how, how did you get this epiphanal moment?
0: You know, both of us did. Both of us traveled the world. Mike really got his aha moment. When he was in Germany. Mm-hmm. And I really got my aha moment from uh, Colorado and from some of the other breweries that I visited in my travels. So, mm-hmm. absolutely.
5: Yeah, it wasn't just us. We were finding ourselves with, uh, with different people that we meet up in beer tastings. And there was a lot of us that were traveling out of state. So, it could be Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana, even as far as California and Washington. And we would get out there and we'd pick up and we'd haul back a bunch of beers for ourselves and we'd we'd essentially be bootlegging back a bunch of beers because it was stuff that we all really enjoyed. Well, what were you what were you enjoying eleven
3: years ago, Mike, the brewmaster at Toppling Galath? What were you enjoying? Because eleven years ago there was Surly, there was Summit, but there wasn't like eight thousand breweries out there.
5: Yeah, so in the in the area there was definitely there was Surly, there was places like Three Floyds, there was New Glarus out of Wisconsin. Which we couldn't get those in Iowa.
0: Sure.
3: Right?
5: Yeah. <laughs> so and you had to make the trek to go buy them at retail someplace
3: in, in Wisconsin or Minnesota. Wisconsin. And, yeah. yeah,
5: we're spending all this money on gas money and doing doing all that, and we really wanted to create our own beers and have those available in Iowa. And so it wasn't just it wasn't just doing things that other breweries that were what they were doing. Uh, certainly their beers inspired us, but kind of our methodology, our approach to beer started to be more about experiencing beer so mm-hmm. not just not just doing something that already existed but taking taking something and then thinking about an experience and creating a beer that fits that desired experience so it's decorah, Iowa correct yes
2: sir is the official city so when as this evolution you know con- continues for you guys and obviously it's been successful eleven almost twelve years now into the making here for you guys at, at toppling Goliath. I'm always curious to know how, how the acceptance, because, you know, we, we had Omar from Surly in, in this studio a couple of, a couple of weeks ago and how the first person he ever presented his beer to basically spit it out and said, no one's ever going to buy this crap. But I'm, I'm curious because I'm married to an Iowegian and I know there's a lot of beer drinkers in Iowa. So is, is, is that palate in that state? you know kind of evolving as we go here too or or has it always been uh you know a sophisticated craft beer palette or is there still work to be done
5: in our early years it was just like that we literally went into a bar that ended up becoming one of our best accounts but we walked in there and the gentleman behind the bar was the owner the proprietor and he said boys take a look around the room and tell me how many Iowa beers I have on tap right now. And naively, we looked around, and he's like, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> that number is zero. <laughs> I don't have any Iowa beers on tap. And it's it's really been cool to see how Iowa palates have devel- developed over the last 10 years. I mean, now now people, they'll they'll go to all sorts of breweries around the state, and they'll line up for different brewery specialty releases. It's 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 really developed. It's really come a long ways. So did he
2: say that to you in in almost a way of saying I need an Iowa beer on tap or did he say that saying I don't think this is going to work?
5: No, I I, I really sugarcoated it. He didn't use very nice words. You made it you made it available for radio. Yeah, that was that was the radio-friendly version. He did not want us there. That always scares really? me. So Clark, before we get to the beer, and that's
3: we're, you're going to be here the whole hour. FYI, I hope you have time because right. we have so much talk, so many beers. You guys are doing so many cool things. And Mike's
2: going to give you about a hundred ideas. So <laughs> yeah, get, get but out but, your notebook. but I
3: even have. I'm going to ask him for some ideas because if you're in 23 states right now, I assume you're creating a lot of beer, correct? Yes, we are. Do you do you share those numbers with uh, anybody? new Do you say how many barrels you guys make? And we're
0: moving in on 50,000 barrels okay. of annual so, production.
3: So, wow. um, so I have a couple questions for you. So, what? do brewers in minnesota that want to take the leap to what you're doing what was the what were some of the biggest stumbling blocks to step out of iowa to say how do you pick the next state you go to which direction did you go did you pick a state that sucked to begin with or did you pick a state that wow we're selling more beer in that state than we do in iowa now how did that work for you and how when did you make those steps no
0: that's a great question mike um Really, what we've done, uh, Mike and I strategically put together where we wanted to be around the country, mm-hmm. and we were pretty lucky because we've had every state in the country, we've had distributors from every state in the country reach out to us okay. and wow. ask for our beer. So we're, we're able to cherry-pick where we want to be, and we, uh, of course, the Midwest is our home, mm-hmm. and that's, that's where we live with our beer, but you, we have expanded our markets to the Northeast um, we're we're moving west we're in Colorado is our furthest west right now we do send a limited amount of beer to the west coast very limited and we're also uh, starting to move into the south but f- for us it's all it's all a mission about expanding in a way that makes sense so the mid the midwest is key for us and at, as we can grow and add production then we add states around the regions where we know there's a lot of tourism and They're really beer-centric areas. For instance, the city of Boston. Mm -hmm. You know, we love selling our beer in Boston. Mike and I put together a plan over almost six years ago now to sell our beer in Boston. And now it's one of our uh, key markets, one of our... Top five. Wow. Actually. wow.
2: So I want to I want to circle back on that because and Tom, you can probably help answer my my next question. And this might be very stupid, but that's fine. That's what I do on this show. But to to be now in twenty five states, twenty five states, twenty five states in the span of eleven years, that's pretty
4: remarkable. Or that's half of all the states in America. <laughs> nice.
2: He's good. <laughs> He is good. <laughs> Not really the answer I was oh, looking for, yes, but different question. Uh, but I thought you wanted me to but, do but, the math for But in all you honesty, for, from a place that, you know, when they started 11 years 11 years ago to now it's being It's been really cool That's really because, cool. uh,
4: you know, our our experience it, professionally in in the market, it kind of has been along this, you know, we've been for, around for 7 years, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, when we started out Apple and Goliath was one where we're like, oh, yeah, we'd love to get that in. Yeah, you know, that'd be well, you great. You knew about the beer. You yeah, about it. it was a beer that, you know, we were excited about. And it's been really cool to see kind of the methodical... Uh, expansion and growth of Toppling Goliath. You know, we saw you guys putting out cool and interesting beers in bombers. And we are like, oh, man, we got a case of these bombers and they're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd love to, you know, see that and in, in just the development. So, uh, you know, one of my favorite beers is Pompeii. And, you know, that beer came out in a bomber. And, you know, that's great. It's not my preferred style mm. of kind of buying beers. But now... We get that in a four pack mm-hmm. and on sale right now. It's eight ninety nine at our store, which is wow. insane. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna take them aside after this. I'm saying like, we gotta crank this up. Yeah. No, $8. no, 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 don't $9. do that. because I'm, I'm about to order this on my elevator. Amazing! Mm-hmm. It's just like one of the best IPAs we have, in my opinion. You know, and it just at and the value is off the charts. Off the charts, I think. Mean, yeah, For and that. it's not always eight ninety nine. And I mean, and they, and they do. You know, they have other beers that they're more. Uh, you know, there's more to it, and there's more over-the-top hops and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, we're we're sampling King Sue in the green room as well. That's another one, though, that came about. You know, you guys kind of tested the waters with that, and now we're seeing these things in forecast. So what I'm getting at the Roundabout way is that we're seeing a lot of these beers ending up in a package that is super... Palatable, super value uh, oriented for our consumers, and it's so awesome to like say, "Oh, this is beers we were so excited about, we couldn't get our hands on. Now we can get a little bit of King Sue. I mean, it comes and goes a little bit, but uh, it's still very exciting. And you can get it in a four pack, and it's 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 been really the cool. day of
3: the bomber. you are saying, Tom, it's kind of going away, right? A lot well, of people are getting away from. the We've bomber. just
4: seen it so clearly, been the the development process for toppling goliath and and uh, now i'm really putting words into their mouth but one of the cool things that we we're talking about in the green room uh, was another beer their lights their double dry hop light speed mm-hmm. another beer that we just saw in the bombers and kind of tested out and and now coming soon how how close are we craig clark clark <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. That one was on purpose. He did that one. He did that one on purpose. (laughs) No. All Uh,
3: right. Yeah, I got it. We're right there. We
0: actually, um, it's about to release uh, next week in Minnesota. Next week. Okay. Awesome. It's pretty exciting beer for us. Um, The beer started out in our brewery, the Double Dry Hop Lightspeed uh, that Tom's talking about started out in our brewery. uh, You know, when we were a very small company, we called the beer Millennium Falcon. And, you know, obviously small breweries make a lot of naming
3: mistakes like sure. that. Sure. You didn't realize that that was taken, probably. Yeah, we. <laughs>
0: you know, and who doesn't want to climb in a cage with a 900 pound gorilla? Yeah. You know? That's right. So travel we, the worlds. We continued to make the beer, and the beer started to catch on, and we realized, oh, this isn't going to work out. So the paperwork required that we change the name. And this, this Lightspeed, it's fantastic beer. You're about to have this beer come out in theaters, and also will be. Um, at your favorite liquor stores, liquor industry. So and beer explain shops that. So
2: the, the beer's on. coming out. Yes. Oh, here I we just go. need Hold to, uh, for those of you that are wearing headphones and for those of you listening to the podcast, I just need to play Tom's next sounder. <laughs> all right. So anyway, it was, nice it was a car crash sound effect for uh, for Clark.
3: So so Clark, I'm okay, explain this. So when you say coming out in theaters, because you said that in the green room, I didn't understand it, but I think I do now. On December nineteenth, all Imagine theaters are they in Iowa and Minnesota? Or are they all here in the Twin Cities? Where are Imagine theaters all across the nation? Well, good question. Aren't you the owner? No, not of that. Believe it or not, <laughs> uh, Mike. Where are they? Where are those theaters?
5: You're gonna find that in Minnesota. <laughs> yes. Okay, they're
3: all in Minnesota. So at so I can go to a movie. And I think there's a Star Wars movie coming out on December 19th, and I can order this beer at the movie theater. Is that, is that becoming a big business for you guys, that concept of having beers at movie theaters?
4: I've never heard of it before.
0: You know, it, it's exciting for us. Um, it's not something we thought about and said, hey, let's target this.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It was quite the reverse, where the theaters targeted can, us you. Okay. for the beer. So it's pretty exciting for us. You know, we're in our company. We're all Star Wars geeks anyways. So it worked out cool. And, you know, maybe it's something we could take credit for targeting, but
3: truthfully, we didn't. So on December 19th, you go into an Imagine Movie Theater all throughout the Twin Cities, see the new Star Wars movie, and buy yourself a double light speed, right? Double dry hopped light speed. Oh, yeah, Very cool. That's a cool concept. I could see people buying that and not opening the can because they want to feel like they're part of the It's be a can
4: or on draft. In the theater, both, both, both.
3: Okay.
4: Well, there you Very go. Cool. So, let,
3: before we go to break, because I know we have one coming up here, real quick. I have a couple tap room questions for you. So, we have this great thing in Minnesota that when you sell twenty four thousand barrels of beer, you can no longer sell growlers out of your tap room. That's one of those great Minnesota laws. Or if you sell <laughs> seven hundred and fifty barrels in your tap room of growlers, you can't go above that seven hundred and fifty barrels. Do you guys have that in Iowa, or is your tap room? It was that ever a big part? Uh, do you have any laws, archaic laws like that there? Many, yes, yeah,
0: many, many laws like that. Um, We're not limited yet. Uh, There has been a group that is fighting to limit that. Really? So yes. Yes. Okay. So hopefully, we'll battle that back, and we'll keep uh, freedom to brew um, at the forefront of our laws in Iowa.
3: Okay, so the freedom to brew is: hey, we want to have a tap room. We want to be able to sell you our beer in a growler. Yes. Because we think the best way to experience our beer is right off the line. Experience the tap yes. room, see what we're all about. Uh, experience really the image of our beer, and then go out and enjoy it. And you know, here in Minnesota, and, and we have a many many brewers that that are getting right to that point. And that's a huge financial hit for them if they can't sell it a is. lot of those growlers.
0: It is, and that's really where breweries. Need to have their partners step up to the plate, because obviously everyone know who knows who's driving laws like that, mm-hmm. and it's the distribution network. Sure. And in our case, I feel our partners all support us and are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Our partner in Minnesota is fantastic. Our partner in Iowa is fantastic. So they're going to support that. Many studies actually show by allowing brewery to, a brewery to sell that beer to have taste on lips, well, increase your partner sales within your area, sure, in, including our studies. So
2: you said that you know, you know, you know who, and I'm not <laughs> trying to ask you to out anybody in particular, but obviously some legislators put these laws and enact these laws in place to protect a certain individual. Who are they? In other words, who are they trying to protect? In your in your opinion, their fear. Hmm. Interesting. Their fear of lost profits. Really. Yes, because I think, you know, I, I see both sides of the and I I have a very limited knowledge of, you know, the liquor laws, the, the three tier system that's here in the state of Minnesota. And I guess from an outside perspective looking in, I kind of get what they're trying to do because they they, they in other words, and it it stems from incompetence. Don't get me wrong, because, you know, no one hates big government more than I do. But yeah. it, but I get I guess that I get what they're trying to do in order to protect, you know, kind of the little guy. So I, I get that. But but if you're ultimately depriving a, a customer of something that they desire, then that's just foolish in my opinion. Well, I couldn't agree more. And our our business
0: model survives only with the three-tier system. Sure. That's Sure. We don't survive without that. We're in a town of 8,000 people. Mm-hmm. We do not survive without the three-tier system. However, we also need to have the three-tier system understand how a brewery has to survive by being able to... Have taste on lips at your facility, mm-hmm. and to be able to, to sell directly to the consumer without that touching the
2: hands of the three tier system. Tom, you
4: have thoughts. Well, maybe I mean we can go. I was going to maybe talk uh, after the break about some of the the stouts. You that guys keep
2: saying we got to go to break. Are just, you guys all of a sudden hosting the show? Well, I just
4: didn't know if you were really doing your job anymore. <laughs> just, keep no, keep like, going. You're fine. All right, you're so fine. I mean, you guys have events for your specialty stouts, right at the at the brewery. Um. That's a type of thing where it's a limited beer; they're only making so much. The demand sure. for this is
3: crazy. So people are lining up to buy the bombers there or whatever, right? right? right so now, right. They, or they couldn't hypothetically do that in Minnesota. So,
4: I mean, my question was going to be kind of about the different stouts in your portfolio, but I mean, how how has that been for you? How has that developed over the years as far as the release events for your specialty stouts? Mike, can you answer that one?
5: Yeah, so it's definitely come a long ways, because Kentucky Brunch, right now, it's continuously been rated as number one beer in the world on both Rate Beer and Beer Advocate for the past few years. We've been very fortunate in that regard. But when we first released it, it Mm. was March of 2012, and the release day for it, we only had eight people show up, Wow! and two of those people were Clark and I.
0: (laughs) It's no
5: lie. There's no lie. Yeah. So it was really, you know, it was still tough going throughout 2012. We started to to gain some fanfare and everything, but it really wasn't until 2013 that we started to turn a corner. Mm. And really, we could actually pinpoint it to a singular day, yes. and that would be June 1st, 2013. Mm. That was the second time that we released Kentucky Brunch and was the first time we released it in bottles. We had 246 people that lined up outside of our taproom door. Wow. By six thirty in the morning, mm. and
0: For... two of those were me and Mike <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: all right, so now i'm gonna i'm gonna double down on this um obviously been at it eleven years what was the last moment of doubt you had before you realized crap, I think we we might know what we're doing here. What was the last moment of doubt that you had? Be honest, it's the beer show. We've heard a lot of really great stories in this regard.
3: You know, they might have a big expansion coming up, and they might still doubt that big expansion. I, I think every but business obviously owner still though, has Obviously, those
2: things. The, there was that moment, that, that that final moment where you went, oh man, I don't I don't know if this is going to work anymore, or I don't know if this is ever going to get off the ground. And it might even been, you know, shovel in the side. I have no idea, but I, I always like hearing... That story, because someone else that's out there right now is going to hear that, going through that same thing, regardless of what walk of life or regardless of what industry that they might be in, and think, okay, they made it, so can I?
5: I can't honestly say that there was a moment of doubt. Um, to some, to some extent, I think I think that's we both awesome. look at it from from the perspective of. If you're going to take the island, you got to burn your ships, and so there, there really there was no other option. We uh-huh. were just we were going to make beer. We believed in the things we were doing, or you were going to live at the brewery for the rest of your life, or we we're going to do that. But, <laughs> um, honestly, I, I can't think of a doubtful moment. Really, it was, it was always we just remained on our mission, and we've been very fortunate that people have latched on and appreciated the things that we've done. So, you know, we've had on. Hold on, been... hold on. Okay, hold on. Yes, I'm sorry, yes, Clark. Same question.
0: No, I'm glad that Mike answered that question, Chris. And I have to say, that is a great question. Well, that's what I do here, Clark.
3: Well, every time.
0: You're obviously professional. (laughs) I can honestly say I've never had a moment of doubt. Really? And Mike and I have actually never talked about this. Through everything we've done, I wouldn't change one thing on how we've done it. Yes, we've learned a lot. We've made mistakes. But I've never had a moment of doubt in the mistakes we've made. Sometimes on purpose, sometimes not. Mike likes to say this, to make the world's best toast, you got to burn a little toast. Mm-hmm. And we've done that in our business, but that doesn't say that we don't have a plan for failures. We've had failures, but there's never any doubt because we've had plans for those failures. And sometimes we head towards a failure on purpose to, sit, to push the envelope. So I can really say, I'm lucky to say that I've, I've never had any doubt about our success. Um, and one thing we've done in, in making sure our business can work, we've never been to the point where we could not handle our financial obligations. Nice. So we, And that is why our growth has been a slow, what to, what to me seems like a slow, tedious growth. Um, and, and that's for a reason, even though, you know, we're pretty proud to say that 11 years into this gig, we're in 25 states.
2: Nice. So. What were we gonna say, Michael?
3: Well, uh, I was just somebody that I know and that we know from the beer show. We've had a, as a guest, and Tom remind me of his name, the owner of Kona Brewing.
4: The owner of Kona.
3: Yeah, the gentleman we had before. Uh, he just got another one hundred thirty-five million dollar check from Budweiser, <laughs> right? I mean, he just that that happened one week ago. I again, oh, yeah, right. they bought the rest of Kona Brewing. Yes. Um, you know, Kona's not that big of company. It's a big company. They're selling a lot of beer. But not outside of the realm of the size of you guys with your footprint in 25 states. I I know you're not gonna say, Yeah, let's sell this thing. Is there anything about this that says we're building this thing, it's getting big? Has anybody come to you and said, We want to buy you? You're the only one who can answer that one, Clark. Or Mike.
4: We're going to come hey, right Chris. back.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, you know, I, as a business owner myself, Reavers, you build something and then it starts to get big and you well, say, I mean, you're talking is, about Kona too.
4: I mean, they kind of went into the the CBA. They kind of went into a conglomerate. They and did. Things and that of canglo- changes. Yeah, but that all sold, but right? You're it right. Just, I mean, it's coming up with um, New Belgium, which just happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, crazy. when someone
3: hands you $135 million. Got to feel good. (laughs) It's just got to feel good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, I I know Okona was part of the CBA, right? So that was the purchase of that group. But still, I mean, that's a big deal. I I assume um, there hasn't been a lot of purchasing from the Goliaths. Lately, you know. Although you just said who just got bought besides Kona, who else? New Belgium. New Belgium. I mean, the beer show. It. it the beer show is ready to be purchased out. <laughs> okay, one hundred thirty-five million. We'll take it. Two tastings
2: this weekend, per usual. This Friday, that would be tomorrow, from five to seven p.m. at the South Minneapolis location, Hiawatha and Forty Second. This Saturday, from three to five p.m. at the White Bear Lake store at Highway sixty-one and Fourth Street in downtown White Bear Lake. You get to sample Toppling Goliath, and you get to do it for free tom unbelievable it's great we'll be right back do not touch that radio (laughs) dell you're listening to the beer show on score north and of course online we are score Welcome back to the beer show here on Score North and scorenorth.com. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni, it's our friends from Elevated to Beer, Wine, and Spirits. And we need to make a correction. I misinformed the audience. We have two tastings featuring Toppling Goliath. Tomorrow is at the White Bear Lake store. That's Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. Uh, and in Minneapolis will be Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. We're doing the old switcheroo, Tom, for the uh, the double beer show featured tasting this it. weekend. Keep
4: everyone on their toes.
2: That's what we'd like to do. But this is, you know what, folks, if you're kind of you know dipping your toe into the water uh, in, in the craft beer world, Toppling Goliath is perfect for you because they make incredible beer.
4: Yeah, I was just checking what our lineup is right now. Looks like we have... <clears throat> You're checking that on the Elevated app, yeah, okay. yeah. Just gonna pull it up real quick. King Sue Morning Latte Stout. Now that's another one where you know it's like the development process. What is what is the difference between Morning Latte and Morning Delight? Is there
5: it? Yeah. So morning, morning delight. Uh, we brew that with maple syrup and coffee, and okay. morning latte. That's something where it gets back into us wanting to be able to have people experience beer. And so what we're emulating with it is an iced mocha latte. Okay. So it's a little bit easier uh, for us to get a hold of lactose, which is a milk sugar. Yep. Um, And we we add in cacao nibs and coffee. You added in what? I'm sorry. Cacao nibs. Chocolate. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. gotcha. So it's it's the raw form. Got it. Um, So yeah, you're going to get chocolate. You're going to get coffee the the milk sugar that helps that helps so create that latte that type of not, vibe
4: is not a milk
5: stout it is a milk stout M- no, morning, no morning delight morning, morning delight, delight is not a milk stout not. So no. that's a,
4: that's a big delineation right there yes. I mean you, latte is a milk stout what is morning delight then if it's not a milk stout it's a stout imperial stout with uh, maple syrup and coffee okay. it's All an right.
2: afternoon delight. <laughs> Um, so I have a question: Is that, that the most that complicated night. style of beer to make? Because from the outside, it it sounds like it's pretty complicated.
5: It's definitely a very complicated beer to make. Um, complicated, but fun. Well, all beers are fun. Well, that's true.
2: That was a dumb question. I'm sorry about that. But 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 it's got to be. It just sounds like it's a you. You're a mad chemist with all of these different moving parts. That that's just what it kind of sounds like.
5: It is, yeah, because the the difference with some of our stouts, they, they follow uh this a similar fundamental recipe, but then there's differences in processes because they're there's still as you add in different sugars and different adjuncts, you still have to balance that because sure. it 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 takes it off in a different direction. So we talk about some of our stouts as they, they branch off from this initial stout tree and it can go in different directions based off of ingredients and process. Ooh, stout tree. A stout tree. So um, <laughs> I, this good. is the question that I ask every
3: hour of the beer show every week. Do you have a light beer lager on your tap menu or on your portfolio, Is that or is that something you'd ever do? It seems like every week that we talk to brewers from around the world, so many of them craft brewers are coming into the light beer lager market because there's huge money, and some of them have their number one
5: beers now are their light lagers. Have you developed any of those, or do you have those? So... Our flagship beer, Dorothy's, that is that is a that is a light lager that we do, mm-hmm. um, and that comes in around five and a half percent. But the thing that's interesting about you asking that question is, literally today, we brewed our card catalog pilsner, mm-hmm. and so that's something we're going to introduce in later on this winter season when it's fully lagered and matured. There's going to be at least three different versions. And so it's also another thing that's fun to talk about in terms of how we executed it, because we did five different temperature rests for it. It's actually a very complicated beer that we mm-hmm. made, but it is that light and palatable Pilsner-style beer. So it's, it's something we're all extremely excited about. Will it be low ABV, too? or That'll come in around 5%. And, 5%. You, and
4: you mentioned, I'm intrigued now, you mentioned three different, styles that you're going to, or three different end products that you're going to end up with on this? What, what, what are the, what are the differences?
5: So we're doing a different fermentation structure mm. for, for each one of those three. So different strains of yeast mm. and a different fermentation temperature schedule for it,
4: but it's still going to fall within that pilsner, all
0: pilsners,
5: all pilsners, BJCP yep. or
4: whatever, you know, yep. whatever you want to call it. Yes the category. All right. Interesting.
2: So hang with me here. I'm, I'm going to tell a story then I'm going to ask a question, right? So just just buckle up in fact if you need to pour yourself yeah. another one go take right ahead. going to take a break? Uh yeah, sure. so uh <laughs> back in uh November of 2016 when the uh, Chicago Cubs were going to a game 7 of the uh of the World Series, my my wife uh is from West Branch, Iowa, just outside of Iowa City. But I'm indoctrinated. I married half of my family is is Iowa residents. So I had to make the drive down to watch game seven of the Cubs with her grandfather, who is the single biggest Chicago Cubs fan on the planet. And we were talking about this off the air. One of the things that I truly admire about the state of Iowa is small town Iowa, West Branch included, because I just have a personal connection to it, is the definition of Americana it truly it truly truly is West Branch is one of those cities where you have two family-owned ice cream shops that are about three blocks away from each other mm-hmm. It's a city of I don't maybe 3,000 people I, I'm not I'm not exactly sure they got the local hardware store they got the local Jack and Jill grocery store. What I love about it is when I look at you guys, I associate you, As part of that small town Americana that made it now to 25 different states. Do you guys see it the same way? Because when I look at Iowa beer, I always say to people, here's how you need to, this is what you need to know about Iowa. Here's how I love their sports it's Iowa football, Iowa wrestling, the Chicago Cubs, Iowa football, and Iowa football in that order. (laughs) Basically, those are their five favorite teams in that order. And I kind of see that same almost, uh, ownership of you guys as being indoctrinated as you're the definition of Iowa's beer. That was a really long yeah. question. You know what? Is
3: I'm going to pat, Sir, pat myself on the back with that
2: one right Clark, there. Give,
3: a, give us a response to that. But you seriously,
2: but you guys have kind of almost been, you, you guys have been indoctrinated as that. You guys are that staple. You guys are that uh, identifying factor of the state of Iowa. You know, Chris...
0: That's an excellent statement and, and and question both because I couldn't agree with you more. Okay. About especially Decorah, we it, we feel very much like that. We have that small town feel that anyone that comes to our town is going to fall in love with the town, mm-hmm. and it's going to be on the on Life Magazine. Um, as far as where we are with beer and how we did that, I I could I I do agree with you to an extent. We've had. We have a history of brewing in Iowa, and certainly uh, Millstream Brewing Company has been around. I'd say 25 years, fantastic. And at the time we started, another exciting brewery in Iowa started called Peace Tree Brewing Company. And at that time, I think when we started, maybe there are a handful of breweries in Iowa. Maybe I I'd certainly under 20, but definitely um, we are lucky to be one of the one of the pioneers. Followed some good leaders.
2: Did I get the sports pecking order correct?
0: Did we talk about Iowa football yet? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. and, right, I, uh, and right about above the Cubs is Iowa basketball. Oh, I did forget. the hoops. I did forget the hoops. Bring it up, Iowa Just football. Saying.
4: People are throwing stuff at the radio yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Sorry, so, uh, sorry um, about that, Mike. <laughs> Mike, you're
3: you're the brewmaster at Toppling Goliath. You've been doing that for ten years, right around that time period. Did you make and is this beer yours? The Goliath Kentucky Brunch brand stout is that your beer?
5: Yes, that's that's a beer that I made, but I but I feel like it's something that um, You've both Clark to the and I world. helped put put together. So something that we uh, we honestly talked about it before it happened because we did have Morning Delight, which is the base beer uh, brewed with maple syrup and coffee, and we we knew that we we wanted to be able to take that to a whole nother level. And so honestly it was a, it was a dual conversation Okay, and we put that beer together and it was fun. You know, the first time we released it and every time we do it, what's it like
3: knowing that you produce the number one rated beer in the world? Is that, is that, does that give you a big head as a brewmaster?
0: Hey, I, I got to jump in on this. Okay. First off to say this as, as the, co-owner, and Barbara, you're right here with me, Mm -hmm. I have to say how proud I am of Mike and what we've done, both with us collaborating in recipes, but his recipe and his grasp of these big stouts, because it was pretty magical. First, one of his beers hit number one in the world, and this was the first time a beer in the U.S. hit number one in the world in a while. It was Morning Delight. It's pretty cool That's to have that happen. Amazing! And here we are. We're in a small town in Iowa. We've got this fantastic brewmaster, and he has a beer hit number one in the world. Pretty soon, the Belgians, they did not care for that.
4: Yeah. They
0: so. knocked us back off, and then some U.S. breweries started to get into the gig. And next thing you know, Mike has his second beer hit number one in the wow. world. Wow. Not a, not a lot of breweries in the United States, let alone in the world, can say the brewmaster has made two beers which have hit number one. It's, one. So, it's so, 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 Mike,
2: as your new agent, um, it's now time for us to approach Clark with a uh, with a raise that we are going to uh, currently ask for. And uh, maybe probably a new 25-year contract Rivers, that we'd like to sign. Not so, compete, of course. It's
3: such an amazing beer. There's actually a counterfeiting scandal that happened. Someone was faking this beer because it was what? that. Yes. That's they true. They were bottling it and selling it. Because it's such a limited supply, you just don't have very much of it. It was actually counterfeited. It's the Louis Vuitton of beer. <laughs> okay, so here's the question for Mike. Gucci. G U C H I I get that everyone's on the radio, they can't see Mike. Mike's a handsome, strong looking guy, right? So he goes down he the floor. Are you are day you day married? Day are you married, Mike? I'm not married. Okay, so let's pretend you were married and you had some kids and you had to go to some crap oh vacation down in Florida. Here goes and you Mike. went to the bar and you said, hey, what do you have on tap? And they said, sir, let me tell you about craft beer. Do you just sit back and think...
2: You're adorable.
3: I yeah. <laughs> I make the best, literally the best beers in the world. Do you ever have that epiphanal moment where you just want to take that While bar owner aside and say, hey, by so the fine. way, I have... I've created the number one beers. Not just one of them. I've created over 2 or 2 of the number one rated beers in the world. Have you ever had the pleasure of saying to that to somebody out at some random bar in South Dakota or in Tennessee or in Arizona when they're trying to teach you what craft beer is?
5: No, the the thought of that it sounds fun and sounds a little bit funny, but that's just definitely that's not my that's not my perspective. That's not you. That's not me. No, I just I'm gonna enjoy every day, regardless of, of what happens and what takes place. So if somebody tries to explain me uh, something about beer, mm-hmm. um, I'll just listen. I'll listen to what they what they have to say for the for the amount of time that I desire to do so. But I don't I don't feel the need to. I don't feel the need to correct them or or say hey I've I've made X Y Z beer or whatever the case See, may be.
3: If Reavers and I ever were Olympians and we won any medal. We would have that medal on twenty four. It's getting a little late today. for
5: that,
2: right? right? Yes. Well, the, curling.
3: Well, well, curling. Well, curling. Still an hey, option. Still uh, do it. As a
2: guy that's an elite athlete, Mike, I will <laughs> want to tell you that you did miss arm day today. So, but other than that, you're doing a really good job. No, one thing I do want to before I want uh, before we want to get into the, the next beer. One thing I do want to ask you because you, you, you mentioned something. What's the most complicated ingredient? that you've had to deal with or that you feel in the, in the beer making process? Because I love hearing that part of brewers where it's it, whatever it is, if it's a, if it's a a certain type of uh hop or whatever, but what's the most complicated ingredient in terms of making beer and don't say water because then I'm going to kick you off the show.
5: <laughs> so honestly, I, I think a, a interesting way of answering that has to do with one of the most common, ingredients found in beer, and no, it's not water, <laughs> it would actually be, it would have to do with hops, and it has to do with the hop selection process. So every year, yes. we send a small contingency of us out there, and we spend one to two weeks out on the West Coast. That's, so that's Idaho, that's Oregon, and that's Washington. And we will sample all these different lots. And even if we boil it down just to Citra, which is what we use in Pseudo Sioux mm-hmm. and in our king Sioux. Finding the right citra that has the appropriate oil fingerprint and has the right characteristics of what we're looking for, that's a hard thing to do. And it's even harder to do Hmm. uh, at the larger scale that we're at. So we're, we're literally, like, we're grabbing from multiple fields from multiple states and trying to tie all these different lots together. Are you, like,
4: blending that then? I mean, because Absolutely. we're talking about a plant that, I mean, even under the best circumstances and these these advanced growers and farmers are, are producing a great plant, but at the end of the day, you still need to kind of put your nose in it and make sure that it's right, for the product that everyone has grown. I mean,
3: are, are you doing that by feel or are you doing that by science? Are you looking at the level of oil in the citra hot maiden? I mean, are, are, so are you putting into some machine and saying, oh, that's a 62? That's a, that's what we want to get it to? or
5: Yeah, that's that's a great question. So it is it is both. Okay, So we can utilize GCMS as a means of providing analytical data, mm-hmm. but then we always have the human sensory component sure. because not everything can be perfectly quantified with the scientific data, mm-hmm. it can give us an idea. We can try to match fingerprints. You know, you're in the right range, maybe. Yes, right? okay but we have to have that that human verification. Okay, and it's it's a big deal for us.
3: So, can you tell from the terroir of Citra hop made in different states? Would you be able to throw that into some machine and say, "Oh, that's a Citra from this area"? Would you know that we from a, know a machine? With
0: our you would analysis. know it from your sensory our, analysis. Our team and our Okay. and selects the hops would know that from
3: our sensory
2: analysis. Wow, nails. that's
3: that's impressive. Yeah. That's very
0: cool. And
2: crops being that you guys are in the heart of of, of crop growing in America, that, that that has to play into your in into your uh into your beer as well, right? Right? Being in the heart of Iowa?
5: I mean, from from the perspective or, uh, of just uh, me, fundamentally me... understanding understanding agronomics, I would say yes, but you know, um, it's definitely something that we've developed our our feel and anybody that Joins in on our hop selection committee. We we have to grow them into it. Because is mature. is hop
2: growing in the state of Iowa? Is it, is it on par with you know with what we're doing in is, Minnesota? Is there hop is it, growing in the state of Iowa? Or, or is yeah? Are they behind a little bit?
5: There's a little bit of hop growing in Iowa. Um, it's not exactly a, a fair fight for them necessarily. In that these. The the growers out in the West Coast, uh, they have specialized breeding programs, sure. and so they have varieties that they have protected. Mm-hmm. So you cannot grow those in Iowa. No, uh, no Citra hops being
2: grown in Iowa. Sure, but is someone sitting on you know whether they're still you know doing corn, doing whatever? Is someone sitting on a piece of land that could just make a fortune doing it in the state of
5: Iowa? That's or is a, the climate not that's conducive? That's what Rivers wants to do. By that's the way, FYI. absolutely what he wants I want to, to retire do. into a hop farmer. <laughs> I think I think I think it still remains to be seen sure. um you know what that what that would yeah. actually look like. And there there's definitely people that are that are working on it and we'll see where it goes.
2: All right, so people are hearing first of all, let's give uh we, we've got two minutes to go here. Uh yeah, the one you just holidays, let's let's sure. let's talk about this right now. The 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 beer you just poured, give me everything I need to know about it. So this is a fun beer, Mike. Mike and
0: his staff only brew this beer once a year. We brew it for the holiday season. It's a cranberry lager mm. with spices added. Um so it's a log, not a sour. That's correct. Got That's it. correct. Even though what you're tasting, that little bit of acidity you're tasting comes from the cranberry. This in is it. incredible.
4: Yeah, it's so good. It just like really kind of brings together that holiday kind of flavor profile. This but is
2: bring this to the family gathering. Yeah, and you know it for and It's
4: not a sour, and it's interesting. And maybe I'm talking beyond my skill level here, but like the tartness is in a, a different place than like where you get a sour. It's a little bit earlier in my mind and whereas uh, uh, the the lingering sourness is usually a little bit later so it's very drinkable mm-hmm. uh but it has that great flavor and um it's this is coming out for this season
5: yeah it's got the it's got that festive holiday punch to it mm-hmm. so we've got cranberry we've got orange we've got a combination of spices so it, it's it's really it's it's Christmas it's holidays yeah. and a glass is what it is all right
2: if people want to hear more about it find out more about it can they find it online yes sir <laughs> got to give me the website. TopolingGoliath.com I have a strange feeling. TG Brews. TG Brews. Brews, Brews. I wasn't even close. (laughs) (laughs) close. (laughs) Gentlemen, thank you. Seriously, that was a treat. Thank you so much for coming in and making the trip. Thank you. Cheers,
4: Minnesota.
2: Uh, ElevatedBWS.com for everything beer-related. Both tastings on both days, correct, Tom? Yeah, you
4: got the calendar there if you want to order something, elevated.shop or your Apple or Android app store.
2: Awesome. Rivers, you're the best. Thank you. If you missed any portion of the program, please do us favor check out the podcast rate us on itunes it helps other people find the beer show we've been doing this for a couple of years and we love continuing to do it you're listening to score north
1: and ScoreNorth.com. until next thursday night cheers to be your best every day you need proven quality sleep every night science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental emotional and physical health and that's where the sleep number bed comes in and let me tell you ever since i've had it